a.m. and 9.70 a.m. WMAY. And welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate program number 1,193, this last edition for Let's Talk Real Estate in 2018. And wrapping up our 23rd year, yes, a week from today, we will celebrate the 23rd anniversary of Let's Talk Real Estate and begin our 24th year of bringing you the most current data, accurate information, and the best advice you can receive in the local housing market. I really appreciate you tuning in all these years and Thank you for sharing your time with me this morning. Today, I'm going to make my annual predictions for the local housing market for 2019. And following those predictions, we'll open up the phone lines with your questions and comments at 217-629-7970. The opinions expressed on Let's Talk Real Estate are solely mine. They're not necessarily those of sponsors, REMAX Professionals of Springfield, REMAX International, or the Capital Area Realtors. I'm a licensed real estate broker. I do not own REMAX. I'm not an attorney at law, a tax expert, or a financial planner. The opinions I share with you come from real life experiences right here in the local Springfield area housing market, serving families just like yours since 1987. I want to thank our sponsors for this half hour of the program, Mark's Fireplace and Lighting, the store that will brighten up your lifestyle. Writings Plumbing, when you have a plumbing problem, it's ratings to the rescue. And Leader One Mortgage Lender, the only mortgage lender with the $5,000 guarantee for home sellers if the loan doesn't close on time from a buyer approved by Leader One. I want to say good morning to my sister Mindy, my son Sam on the road. Well, Mindy's out in Cumberland, Maryland, but Sam's on the road somewhere between here and D.C. Uh, my son Josh, his wife Ashley, and my grandkids Kenzie and Weston out in North Carolina. Uh, here's your weekly observations being brought to you by our friends at Mark's Fireplace and Lighting. Stop by for their end-of-year sales. You can't beat it for anything inside or outside your home to make it more beautiful, more functional, and just fun. Mark's Fireplace and Lighting, the store of distinction on the South 6th Street Frontage Road, south of the Route 66 Hotel and Conference Center. Uh, okay, now this uh, weekly observation is going to be a little bit longer than normal because uh, – uh, with my predictions, I think it's important that you understand uh, the basis from which I make those predictions. Uh, 
And I think and hope that you find it interesting and beneficial as you're making decisions about when to sell your home and uh, making business decisions and so forth. If you have a, a business that's tied to the real estate industry, uh, this is kind of like the uh, all the Kentucky Derby. You get the breakdown on each of the horses that's going to be in the race. And then by the time you get through all that, it takes a while. But then you got a two-minute race, and that's the predictions. Here's the title to this week's uh, observations on December the 29th, 2018. Annual predictions, Yogi Berra and Harry Truman. We will be taking a walk down memory lane, then looking at economic factors that impact the housing market to arrive at the basis for my annual predictions. In all my 67 years, I never heard this, but Yogi Berra said, it's tough making predictions, especially about the future. <laughs> God, I miss Yogi. God bless you, man. Uh, and Harry Truman once said, and I've shared this many times on this program, there's no such thing as the future, just history that hasn't happened yet. So let's take a walk down memory lane to get started, shall we? Uh, let's travel back to 2003 when brokers reported closing 3,996 home sales, followed by 2004 cracking the 4,000 home sale mark for the first time in our history. From 2003 through 2007, our market recorded the most home sales in history with a peak of 4,196 home sales in 2005. Yeah, that's 13 years ago. Along comes 2008 and all the easy money for mortgages made possible by Barney Frank in the House and Chris Dodd in the Senate, lowering the standards to qualify to buy a home, backfired on them. Demand increased exponentially because nearly anyone who wanted to buy a home could purchase a home, driving up prices to unsustainable levels. All of a sudden, gas prices went to over $4 a gallon, and consumers stopped spending in order to be able to afford to drive to the grocery store and pay for the higher cost for the food driven up by the fuel prices. And real estate sales, excuse me, retail sales, which accounts for 70% of our economic activity, crashed. People started losing jobs, but more importantly, could no longer afford to pay for their homes. The Springfield market was not immune to the collapse, and home sales fell by 537 from 4,025 in 2007 to only 3,488 in 2008. I remember it well. Along comes the stimulus attempting to save the housing market by offering home buyers $8,000 cash to buy a home. The temporary program worked temporarily before relenting to the free market forces with home sales going up in 2009 by 231, only to crash again by 276 in 2010. The market now free of government intervention, excepting the Federal Reserve lowering interest rates, causing mortgage rates to fall to record lows around 3% and injecting $4 trillion of quantitative easing by purchasing mortgage-backed securities. But without any cash bonus to buy, the local housing market continued to fall and hit bottom in 2011, declining by another 224 home sales. There was another 500 home sale drop from 2009 with the free money that ended by the end of uh, 2011, another 500 drop. Then along came good news and bad news in 2013. Closed home sales soared by 304 to uh, over 2011. 
That was good news. Now, the bad news was foreclosure sales made up 78% of the increase. And for the first time on record, foreclosures made up nearly one in every five sales. Now, stay with me. There's a theme to all this. I'll tie it all up in a bow for you at the end. With the foreclosure gut being worked through in 2013 and returning to normal market forces, once again, accepting the low interest rates, which really should have caused a home buyer feeding frenzy, but it didn't. There was a slight decline from 2013 into 2014 with sales falling by 19 sales. Not much, but it did fall. Then the market stabilized, and we started clawing our way back slowly, climbing by 180 home sales to 3,900 closed at the end of 2017, at the end of last year. It appears 2018 is going to give back all those gains with only 3,668 closed sales reported through the end of business yesterday. 232 sales needed to uh, make up with uh, end-of-day closings from yesterday and the last of the month's closings on Monday. If it doesn't give back all the gain, it's not going to beat it by much. What happened in 2018 that would cause our market to give back three years of gains when the federal government cut taxes and the rest of the national economy was soaring and adding jobs, which is the other dri uh, which is the driver of housing demand. What happened? Well, the Federal Reserve and the state government happened. The Federal Reserve had painted themselves into a corner, you see. They began liquidating the $4 trillion in mortgage-backed securities, but out of fear of inflation due to the red-hot economy sparked by tax cuts, they also had to raise interest rates. Rising interest rates are never good for the housing market, except to cause a brief flurry of activity by people trying to beat rates going higher and moving up their uh, purchasing plans, just like they did with the free money from the stimulus. Yeah, big flurry of activity and then crash. Well, how did the state contribute to a housing slowdown? Well, they raised the income tax on working families by 30% and on businesses by 38% in 2017. Didn't take full effect till 2018. The working family now had less money after the state took their cut from their paycheck and now faced the cost of mortgage money increasing by 66% although it has fallen back as the national housing market has cooled due to the higher interest rates. So working families with less money in their pocket combined with the higher cost of money to buy a home pulled back. But that's not all. Businesses with a 38% uh, tax increase curtailed giving raises, hiring, and even began to cut jobs. You just heard Jim Leach on the news. 700 fewer jobs in December this year than last year in Springfield. You know, that's not a recipe to cause a housing boom. And there you have Harry Truman's. There's no such thing as a future, just history that hasn't happened yet. Now on to Yogi Berra's predictions are tough to make, especially about the future. God, I love that saying. <laughs> what are the current economic conditions that will impact home sales in 2019? Good question. Well, we've already covered rising interest rates and the impact it's had in 2018. The Federal Reserve, after raising rates four times in 2018, cut their number of projected rate increases in 2019 from three times to two times. Regardless, that means rates at the Federal Reserve are going to go up. 
Now, however, that doesn't always translate into higher mortgage rates. In fact, after the third increase this year, 30-year mortgage rates went up over 5%. Following this fourth rate cut here in December, the 30-year rates fell back to 4.6%. That doesn't make sense now, does it? How can that be? Well, it's supply and demand. The Federal Reserve shot themselves in the foot. While driving up interest rates, they drove down demand for mortgage money. The laws of economics always win in the end. The more demand for something, the higher the price. The less demand for something, the lower the price. What other economic factor, in addition to interest rates, will impact home sales next year? Supply of homes for sale. The number of homes available have run at near record lows the past three years, and you know that's the saving grace propping up the median sale price of homes in our market which is on track to set the world on fire with a 1% to 1.6% increase over 2017. You don't want to ask folks who sold a home over $350,000 about the rising median sale price. Over one in five that sold this year couldn't sell their home for what they paid for it, not counting any improvements they made to their homes over the years. There have been scores of sales, $350,000 and higher, where the seller sold for $5,000 to $300,000 less than they paid for the home, regardless how long they owned the home. Bad news for them, but you know what? It's great news for upper bracket home buyers. Why would any seller take hundreds of thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars in losses to sell their home? They're leaving Illinois. In fact, the Census Bureau just reported Illinois was second in the nation in population loss to only New York down by 45,000 people. But that's not the whole story. The 45,000 is the net loss after census calculated the birth death rate because census also reported 114,000 people out migrated from Illinois in 2000. Well, it's actually from uh, July of 2017 through June of 2018. Wonder what it is now. You know, that's like losing a city the size of Springfield every year and replacing two-thirds of those who left with babies who don't work or pay taxes. Now, why would these sellers take such losses and why would so many people leave Illinois? Surveys at the Census Bureau say income, property, and sales taxes was the number one reason. Now, granted, there were baby boomers like me who up and moved out and retired and so forth. But the number one reason of those 114,000 people, taxes. This brings us to a huge economic factor that will impact home sales in 2019. A new governor and supermajorities in both houses of the legislature by Democrats. Why is that such a huge factor? They campaigned on raising taxes at a time we have a record number of people leaving Illinois due to taxes. What do you think that will result in? Here's a list of taxes Illinois families could potentially see under the new administration and legislature. The, ta uh, the gas tax, it's going up. They're just arguing about how much. Taxing services currently not taxed, you know, like your hairstylist or a repair contractor. That's coming back on board. May pass, may not. We don't know. License plate fees potentially quadrupling from around $100 to $400. A potential mileage tax on your vehicle. But the biggest is the graduated income tax. 
If high income earners are leaving in droves now, willing to take a huge loss on their home just to move, wait until a graduated income tax is passed. Out migration from Illinois by the top producers from the top earners these preceding six years will look tame. What's the worry, you ask? None of these have passed into law. It's called uncertainty. Let me ask you this question. Does the likely prospect of higher taxes cause a person to take a wait-and-see approach? Or do they just ignore it and run out and start spending money and buy homes and cars and appliances, whatever? This is not to mention the state of Illinois' un unfunded pension liabilities and unpaid back bills that have credit rating agencies grading Illinois one notch above junk bond status. Where will the money come from to pay for those? With the state teetering on the brink of insolvency, how many businesses are looking to move into Illinois? How many looking to move out of Illinois? That's just the state. What about the city of Springfield? They, too, suffer from unfunded pension liabilities, with almost all their property tax collections going to pensions, leaving nothing for services at the same time sales tax revenues have dropped precipitously. So what did the city do? Well, they raised the sales tax in 2017, and then this year, voters in Springfield and Sangamon County voted to increase sales taxes by 1% for school infrastructure that will begin in the summer of 2019 making Springfield one of the highest sales tax cities in America. But not to worry, Springfield's District 186 is proposing nearly a 3% property tax increase to pay for operations. Is the picture starting to come into focus for you? Government at the state and local levels are the reason for the record out-migration. Now here's a shocker. Some good news for the local economy. Government workers who represent about 27% of the workforce and the medical community representing about 26% of the workforce are set to grow. The medical community will grow thanks to us baby boomers getting old and having our parts wear out. What about state workers? For the last three years, state workers have not been paid raises they were promised in their last contract, and for three years, a new contract has failed to be negotiated. With the new administration and legislature, the state workers will finally get their back pay, which is significant, over a half billion dollars. But that's for the entire state. We don't know exactly how much will go to our local state workers. Regardless, that's a huge, that's going to be huge for the economy. A new contract will also uh, be successfully negotiated. I don't have any question about that. Whether another raise is included, nobody knows. However, it will give the local economy's largest workforce confidence where they have lived with uncertainty for the past four years. That's not all the economic factors impacting the local economy and housing market in 2019, but they're the major ones. Government, government workers, and the medical community will proceed into the new year with confidence and certainty. Private sector businesses and working families will proceed with low confidence due to uncertainty. With the aforementioned taken into consideration, here are my predictions for the local housing market in 2019. The upper bracket home seller will continue to face huge challenges to get sold and to sell at an acceptable price. 
while the opportunity for upper bracket home buyers continues to be the best in my 32 years selling in this market. Home sales will get support from government and medical workers, but not enough to offset the private sector working families and will decline 1% to 3% to between 3,630 and 3,690 closed home sales in 2019. That's my prediction. The median sale price will be flat to declining, finishing the year between 120 and 123,000. New home construction will be flat to declining. The city of Springfield's record low 57 single-family permits in 2017 has already been exceeded in the first three quarters of 2018, but it's going to end up finishing next year with about 70 single-family permits. And keep in mind, we averaged 274 a year during the boom days. That's my best professional analysis for 2019. It will certainly be an interesting year to watch unfold. At no other time in my career will the actions taken by government, state, city, and local have such a significant impact upon the housing market. Stay right here throughout the year as we see what actions are actually taken regarding taxes and regulations, and then we can see together the impact that it has. I want to Thank Yogi Bear again, who said it's tough making predictions, especially about the future. This was indeed the toughest year for your local realtor right here on Let's Talk Real Estate to make predictions. And that's my annual predictions. After the news here at the bottom of the hour, we'll open up the phone lines at 217-629-7970 with your questions and or comments. Stay tuned. News you can depend on. I'm Jim Leach. News Talk 94.7 and 970 Dubfield. Jackson, world of power sports, everything you're looking for. Now, back to Let's Talk Real Estate. Sponsored by Fritz Pfister of Remax Professionals. Depend on News Talk 94.7 FM and 970 AM WMAY. Welcome back to the second half hour for the final edition of Let's Talk Real Estate in 2018, our 23rd year of bringing you uh, the most current information about your local housing market and the most accurate advice on how to buy or sell a home to protect your interests. Phone lines are open at 217-629-7970. If you have any questions or comments about my annual predictions, uh, my basis for them, uh, I'm all ears, uh, willing to listen to uh, your input. But first of all, I want to say, due to the length of those uh, predictions and actually setting the stage for those predictions, the reasons for those predictions, we uh, didn't have time to get to our friends at Writings Plumbing. John Writings and his crew, thank all of you for the business this year. They have had another outstanding year. They are the finest plumbers in the city of Springfield, bar none. 544-6890. They visited the Fister House numerous times this year. 20-year-old house. Plumbing things start breaking. And I can always count on writings, and so can you. Writings Plumbing. When you have a plumbing problem, it's writings to the rescue. God, I love those people. And they're just good people, too. All, the, all of our sponsors, they're just wonderful people. And then uh, our friends at Leader One Mortgage. Leader One Mortgage. They give you a guarantee to take to the home seller of the home you're trying to buy. It says, if we don't close on time, Mr. Seller, from our client, we'll pay you $5,000. 
maybe that just might make the difference if you're in a competing situation on a home that just hit the market. You think? It could be. I'm just sharing with you. Leader one, our friend Andrew Cornett, 553-1170. Hello, you're on Let's Talk Real Estate with Fritz. Well, hello, Fritz. Good morning. Hey, happy uh, late birthday, a week late. Oh, that's okay. Uh, Merry huh? Christmas, a few days late, and Happy New Year 2019. And right back at you. So uh, you get it all in in a week, more than a week for you. <laughs> well, and my and wife's, Sandy. And my wife's birthday is just before mine, I don't know how you guys job. get anything done the last two weeks of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've been working every day, so there you go. Oh, yeah, you work even when your birthday, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's no rest for the weary. <laughs> all but, right, uh, well, um... Um, your predictions are for a decrease in the market um, for Springfield or statewide. For, obviously, for our, for our M- migration problem. That's uh, for our MLS. Our MLS includes all our parts of four counties. Okay. We have 675 real estate agents. It goes from Jacksonville to Taylorville to from uh, uh, just south of Lincoln down to Carlinville. So. so- uh, it's a big uh, swath of area. Of course, Springfield is about 90% of the market Sangamon County is, uh, with Chatham and Rochester, Sherman, and all the little villages around Pleasant Plains and so forth. And then, New like Berlin. 2008 or nine, is this going to be the worst market you expect in the last uh, several years, or well, uh, is this going to be one of the better ones in comparison? Well, uh, no, it's going to uh, this year, 2018 is going to finish. Uh, with barely over 3,700 home sales. And I predicted that we had a chance to hit 4,000 this year, so I missed it by quite a bit um, because I was I had a lot of hope that uh, businesses would have a lot of confidence getting their first tax cut since 1987, uh, that they would uh, go on a hiring spree. But you heard on the news, uh, Springfield's down on jobs uh, in December, 700 fewer. I remember in in the summer, uh, we were down 1,200, 1,600 uh, a couple of months uh, from the year uh, previous year. Uh, So it's just not uh, uh, an economic situation. Uh, Jobs uh, is the number one driver of housing demand, always has been, always will be. And as long as we're not growing jobs, uh, we're not going to get it. And and my greatest concern is, is uncertainty uncertainty for the private businesses and for the working families who who don't work for the government well yeah uh, that's probably one thing that's probably going to get resolved this year is the a contract that's been in limbo for oh yeah there's no no question the the silver lining in our cloud here in springfield is that about 27 percent of the workforce are state workers and they're finally going to get their back pay and they'll finally get a new contract. Now, where they get raises in that, I don't know. I don't think it really matters, but it's going to give them a lot of confidence. It's going to give them a lot of certainty. And there may be a large number of those people who have been just sitting back waiting, not wanting to sell their home and move again locally. Some great values to be had out there with so many people leaving Illinois. Uh, but it could be their their opportunity time. I think that's going to give us a lot of support. Uh, but it's the... It's the uh, See, statewide, 13% of the uh, of the workforce are government workers. Uh, 87% are private sector. So yeah. we've it's, got 73 It's a slice of it, but well, in yeah. Springfield, obviously, a bigger portion. Yeah. Of course, we had the bicentennial this year, and Illinois lost, what, 45,000 people net. 
Yeah, 45,000 um, dead, 114,000 census, according to census, 114,000 out migrated from Illinois. And by the time you calculate in the uh, birth and death rates, it was a net loss of 45,000. So that means that uh, there was a, a, a approximately, uh, what, uh, 80,000 babies who aren't working and paying taxes making up the difference. So that's not uh, helpful as far as uh, state finances are concerned. No, and the other thing is it's a lot of people, they're not just uh, people who are retired, it's people in their prime earning years. Yeah, so for 2019, I see a slight decrease from 2018. 2018 was a big disappointment to me. I had such high hopes for it. But it is going to come in lower, but it's not like we've crashed. We uh, we will have given back the, the slow incremental gains that we have uh, managed to accumulate over the past three years. We're either going to finish at uh, 2013. The worst it'll be is 2012. It's going to end up somewhere between a four and six year low. And next year will be even a little bit lower. So mm -hmm. I expect it to... Uh, uh, start climbing back up hopefully here's here's what i'm hoping for if you're going to raise taxes do it get it done so people can have certainty so businesses can plan ahead and once we well, have that, we just had a tax increase if you remember right uh, not well yeah that's why ago. part of the reason why sales slowed down in 2018 uh, thirty percent on working families and thirty-eight percent on businesses from the state, but they're going to go up even more. Two thousand twelve, thirteen levels. They're going to go up more. They're, they yeah. campaigned on raising taxes, so you know taxes are going to up, but we just don't know what they're going to be. We don't know how much it's going to be. I just want to have it all behind us so we can have certainty. Because once we have that certainty, then we can dig our heels in, go to work, and start uh, a recovery for this housing market and start building it back up again. There's going to be more regulations as well. So, um, yeah, well, anyway. you know, that's part of their deal. You know, that's a bad part. You know, as history goes on and adds years on years, you elect these legislators and they think they've got to pass laws. I want to vote for the guy that wants to cancel the most uh, laws. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Well, hey, happy well, New Year. Good talking to you. I'll God. let somebody else get on with you, all right, Chris. Thanks. God bless. Have a good one. Have a good 2019. You betcha. Thank you. Hello. You're on Let's Talk Real Estate with Fritz Fister. Hey there, Fritz. How's it going, guy? Hey, Jess. How you doing? Just remember, you're as old as I am now, so you better watch. <laughs> you're old, dude. <laughs> Respect your elders. Now. <laughs> oh, I, you know I've always respected you. My hat's off Thank to you. Thank you very much. I uh, I was just curious. If there's that much out migration, how come there aren't a lot of houses sitting around empty and uh, the market isn't flooded? The, there are a ton of vacant houses, tons of them. And it's not that the, you know, right now we have 1,190 homes for sale. And that's uh, only the third lowest. Uh, the last two years had fewer at this time of year. But it's the weaker demand. See, if, if you have 2,000 houses on the market, but you have strong demand, uh, it doesn't matter. If you got 1,190 uh, and you got weak demand. It's the same thing. It's six of one, half dozen of the other, Jess. But well, we, here, are, here, let me there, let, okay, well, I'm think, let me think about the uh, share this with you. I don't know if you heard me share this a few weeks ago on the program. We know we have lost three thousand six hundred people from the city of Springfield since the two thousand ten census. That was just through two thousand sixteen. We don't have any more current numbers than that. We also know from the new Economic Development Council that was put together, 
that in unincorporated Sangamon County, there was an additional 3,800 people who left, were down. So that's 7,400 people. And if you have an average household size of 2.1 from the 2010 census, and you have uh, 7,400 people missing, let's just round it down to two, that's uh, a need of for 3,700 fewer housing units. Well, yeah, I can understand that, but how much does the— I know that younger people are buying more houses than they've ever done before. Uh, they're just now the, starting to, the millennials are just now starting to get into it. They're they're getting their student debt paid off. They're moving out of mom's basement. And they're finally jumping into the market because that really hurt us. The most important buyer in the market, Jess, you'd probably agree with me, is the first-time home buyer because they start everything rolling uphill. If you can't get that first-time house sold, you can't buy that second house, can you? You're, you're right, but there's also a lot of people that uh, didn't have their priorities in, in the right places before. I think this economy is making people a little wiser on on their own uh, um, situation to where are they going to rent forever or are they going to be able to buy? And there seems to have been a lot more. Do you know why, Jess? Do you know why they're getting a little wiser about it? About just renting? A little smarter. Well, you know why they're getting a little smarter about renting? Why? Record high rental rates. <laughs> that'll that'll wise you up real quick. If you can, if you're sitting around paying a thousand dollars a month for a two bedroom uh, condo duplex out on the on the west side, uh, and that thousand dollars can get you a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, why not be buying a house? Well, that's true, but most of them got out of college and got their their percentages messed up with their uh, debt ratio. Yep, student loans. And um, so something's got to be done there. Once something gets done there, I think you'll see a, a big, big change in the real well, estate. Well, that, that's what I was uh, alluding to earlier, Jess. Uh, the first-time home buyer is the most important buyer in the marketplace, and we had a big vacuum there. At a time when interest rates were 3%, Jess, you had uh, only uh, between 23 and 28% of the sales each year uh, were first-time home buyers. To have a healthy housing market, you need 40%. We got up to 35% this year, so we're heading in the right direction. I'd say we are. I, I just unbelievable. They were giving money away and and people didn't take it. And uh, well, Jess, it, uh, here's here's the sad part. The, the, I can give you numerous instances where all you had to do was buy and close on the house, and the government mailed you a check for eight grand. And guess what? There were a lot of people that never even made the first house payment. They took that eight grand and they partied down and they held off the foreclosure man for their six months or however long they could, and then they departed the scene. And yet left a house that was uh, probably in not very good shape. And they mess themselves up for the next 20 years. Yeah, and they don't think about it. And all those people, right. Jess, if you remember during the collapse, that walked in to their banker and just threw the keys on the desk and they said, we're done. Those people weren't thinking ahead either because the bank has 20 years to come back on you. If you get yourself the ship righted in five, six years, and all of a sudden, they're doing the old bankers doing the scan. Hey, look, old Jess there, he's making money again. And guess what? 
he walked out on a house and he owed us X number of dollars. They can come back and file a lien against you. Really? I did not know that. Yes, sir. So there's a lot of people that are getting rude awakenings that walked away from houses from 2008 through 2013. Well, as usual. Yeah. Doesn't well, matter my... how many how many weeks, how many months, how many years we listen to you. Well, you've learned something new. I'll tell you what, Jess. Who has the better lobbyists, Jess and Fritz or the bankers? <laughs> <laughs> Have a happy new year, Jess, my happy best Happy new sir. year to you, buddy. All right, Take thank care. you. Uh, bye-bye. Okay, there you go. I, I I may not have that exactly right about the banks, how long they have to come file liens against you, but they have a long, long time. I know that. So you got to be really careful. Since we've uh, gotten off a little bit here at this last uh, program of the year, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors uh, for this half hour of the program. Some great people, Tom, Billy Swift, a whole uh, crew over at Hillier Storage and Moving, moving the things you love. Do not forget them whenever you are doing a local move. A lot of people have come to trust them for their cross-country moves, cross-state moves. But if you're moving around town, around the county, call Hillier Storage and Moving, 525-8550. And then uh, don't forget our friends at Slabjackers Construction. Call and get your name on the list. Old Chuck, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. You just leave a message with Chuck, 787-8252. Get your name on the list because if you're going to sell your home, you have to do in this type of market, you have to do everything you can to give your home an advantage over competing homes. And if you have sunken concrete, I don't care if it's driveways, sidewalks, stoops, patios, whatever it is, Chuck can take care of it and take care of it at a fraction of the cost. And then don't forget, of course, our friends at Bacon, Termite, and Pest Control. You buy that new home, you don't want to be buying something that has wood-destroying insects in it that's going to cost you a lot of money down the road. You want to make sure you get a good, thorough inspection. Call Bill and Kathy Bacon at 544-7566. They will give you a one-year warranty if you hire them to do the inspection. In other words, if any wood-destroying insects get into that home within the first year you own it, they'll come back and spot treat it save you hundreds of dollars. And of course, our friends at JRE Construction, Landscaping and Foundation Repair, Pat Patterson, 691-8555. If you're having any type of problem with water entering your crawl space or basement, Pat Patterson is the person to call. And we always say, Pat can keep water out of, out of your foundation without putting you underwater because he's the most reasonably priced and he only prescribes what needs to be done to cure the problem. He doesn't oversell you ever. Pat Patterson at 691-8555. Well, you know, my subdivision of the week this week I was going to do was uh, Lake Springfield. Now i got to look around here and see if I can find where all my papers are. You know I love Lake Springfield. That's why a little crown jewel that we have out there. Uh, we're, it's awesome to have. Lake Springfield for the fishing, the skiing, the boating, just the relaxing, the parks. It's awesome. I love Lake Springfield. But here, let me just quickly run down Lake Springfield for you. There are currently 12 homes for sale out on Lake Springfield. Now, you want to take a wild guess at the median list price of a home on Lake Springfield? Well, let's try $587,450. Jim Leach will be running right out and getting one of those. <laughs> He's got a thumbs up over in the newsroom. <laughs> uh, 
And those homes have been on the market only 155 days. Uh, that's 12 single-family attached homes. Now, there's there's one condo that's for sale, and it's listed for $525,000. do not worry about the outside work, Jim. Buy the 525 condo instead of the house. Uh, and it's only been on the market 107 days. Now, uh, homes that are sold under contract, sold pending out at Lake Springfield, one and it was listed for 450000 and it was on the market for 1,187 days. It's a short sale. Banks don't have the corner on brains. This is an out-of-state lender. They don't understand Lake Springfield. They don't uh, really uh, listen to the advice of their professional, and I know the agent that has it listed it had it sold for $500,000 previously, and they didn't take it. Now it's sold pending, and the list price is four fifty. Don't know what they finally settled on, but it's going to finally close. And on condos out at the lake, how many are under contract? None. Expired and withdrawn single families, eleven. They averaged two hundred and four days on the market. Their median list price was three ninety nine nine. Can you say four hundred thousand? I can. Okay, how many homes have sold out at Lake Springfield in this down year? How's Lake Springfield holding up? 26 single-family homes have sold and closed so far this year. The median sale price, $375,000. Last year, in all of 2017, there were only 23. So home sales are up 13% on Lake Springfield in a down year. Why is that? Let's hearken back to my predictions. When I said the laws of economics always went out in the end, there's a limited supply of homes on the lake. There's 714 homes, never will be any more. So it's a supply and demand scenario. Now, the 23 that sold last year had a median sale price of 420000 That's a decline of 10.7% in the median sale price down by $45,000. Another thing I want to, and that's your subdivision of the Wake Lake Springfield. Now, that being said, I want to point out something I didn't touch on. This year, foreclosure sales actually ticked up a bit by two. There was 234 in 2017, 236 this year. But because of the declining sales, it increased the percentage of foreclosures of the total sales to 6.5% from 6% last year. Just thought I'd share that with you. Oh, and the number of short sales jumped up way up this year. 22 of them sold and closed this year compared to 15 last year. So there were 258 distressed sales in our marketplace this year, 249 last year. Not a big increase, but looks like we're kind of leveling off here. Yet prior to the big recession and everything, we had normally uh, 3 to 4% of sales would be foreclosures. Well, we're down to 6.5%, 6% last year. So we're, we're headed in the right direction on that, actually, even though it ticked up just a little bit. But the percentage increase is due mostly to the total declining, not the increase in the number of foreclosures. Phone lines are open at 217-629-7970. We have time to take maybe one or possibly two more calls. I want to quickly uh, give you an uh, interest rate uh, update. Uh the interest rates have fallen. Your 30-year is now down to 4.6% on average. 
Uh, your 15-year is just slightly above 4%, 4.075. Now is opportunity time. If you're a prospective home buyer and you've been thinking about buying a home next year, you might want to start looking now. And here's the reason why. The homes that are on the market right now through the holidays, these sellers are serious. They would not have their homes on the market. Would you agree? During Christmas, New Year's, during the holidays. Of course they wouldn't. If they didn't have a legitimate need to sell. See, the person that you want to negotiate with is a person who has a legitimate need to sell their home. Not somebody who says, eh, I'd sell it if I get my price. That's the worst person to negotiate with because they don't care. And we're learning this year, and I've, all the buyers I've worked with in all my years, you can ask any of them. And John Myers, God rest his soul, uh, former owner of State Street Mortgage, uh, Vietnam veteran, uh, comrade of mine, uh, passed away of cancer. It had, had to be Agent Orange. There's no question in my mind. God bless John. He built a very successful business, but I was never more flattered than when people would come to me and he said, John said, call Fritz. I guarantee you, you'll never overpay for a home if you use Fritz as your buyer's agent. That was always the greatest compliment. I'm so grateful to have walked the path with John Myers. But a lot of people are learning this year if you buy an overpriced home today, someday you're going to have to sell an overpriced home. And, and unfortunately, there are scores and scores of families who had to sell their homes for less than they paid for them. Three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 18 years ago, I saw one family who sold their home for a couple hundred thousand dollars less than they paid for it 18 years ago. You don't want to be there. So get yourself, if you're not going to hire me, Interview buyers, agents, and make sure you get a good, experienced agent that knows this market and can give you proper advice that will protect your interest in your investment. There's no guarantees, but at least that's the best step you can take to uh, give you any measure of protection. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today and for 23 years now under my belt. For Let's Talk Real Estate, I hope you all have a very blessed new year. God bless you all. Make it a great week, weekend, holiday. Enjoy your families. God bless our first responders. God bless our police officers. God bless America. And above all, God bless our troops serving around the world. <laughs>